watching Prohibition fall down. What's up, DGC? Let's get into some grow talk, Scotty. It's been a minute, been a minute. I always like the grow talk shows. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I actually was thinking I got my Coco Loco shirt on. Coco Loco, which remember the I'm in love with the Coco t-shirt? I do. I think that was my first one. And so it's a little, a little bit dated now. It's just actually age. So Coco Loco. I'm loco for the Coco, brother. What does that mean, Coco? Is it actually talking about a Coco or is it something else? Does it mean something else from Coco, Costa Rica? Yeah, it's about the, man, one of the best things I found for growing great quality cannabis, growing anything, is growing it in Coco core. It is like the most fun way to do hydroponics, man. It simulates, it simulates uh, just soil, I guess. You know, it holds the plant roots and allows microbes to live. I love cocoa core. I love cocoa in general. All right, man. I was eating, <laughs> eat, drinking a drink out of a coconut. Actually, when I was in Costa Rica, I bought just like a freaking bunch of raw coconuts, just still on the front or whatever, you know, still on the whatever the hell you want to call it. And I would just sit there. I'd take them like on a fence post and I would just whoop, break it on open and get that coconut out. And, oh man, that's good stuff, man. The world's largest seed, dude. I'm Coco Loco. Crazy for Coco. <laughs> What was that animal with the cocoa? Wasn't it crazy for cocoa puffs? Cocoa some puffs, type of man. Yeah, I think that, that guy became illegal like in the 80s. They were like, you can't I, do that. I got caught up in the cereal trend of, I don't know if that's when they first started coming out like that, like the Fruity Pebbles, the Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, like oh, all the yeah. shit cereal. <laughs> it's just a lot of sugar. Um, but uh, yeah, I've improved. My V2, my son, which I call V2, um, he bought a granola. I read I read somewhere recently that uh, pizza is actually more healthy for you to eat for breakfast than most uh, like cereals like that. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> those cereals have so much insane amounts of sugar in them. Unbelievable. I got oh, a hey. quote from you. Yeah, I just want to tell you that Amazon somehow <clears throat> I made the mistake of searching for something, and now they try to sell me eight pounds of cereal marshmallows. <laughs> just there's a bag of eight pounds of cereal marshmallows wait are we talking like eight pounds of lucky charms marshmallows because like i i would rather have that than like the lucky charms <laughs> with the regular cereal just the lucky charms marshmallows yeah there's got to be some havoc we can cause with eight pounds of cereal marshmallows right <laughs> uh i have a dgc quote here before we get into grow talk this is a grow talk show guys we got plenty of growing cannabis information questions for you and what's going on in our grows, but this was kind of deep. I, I'm sorry, I forget which DGC this was from, but Scotty, have you ever lost the instructions from the people that never had them? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's going to take me a minute, man. So I lost and, the instructions from the people that never. Whoa, I kind of get it, man. Yeah. Whoa, I do get that. People hand us instructions all the time, and when you look at deeper into them, you find out they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, man. Mm, mm, we won't go any deeper than that <laughs> show rundown today grow talk grower questions off dudegrows.com guys thanks for getting your questions up anybody can go over there and create an account get your questions up partake in the dgc community which has been awesome uh we have platinum dank nug platinum og crossed with punch breath from tarantula genetics by terps intact uh grower questions here we got alchemist stout MSA by BioBizWiz Kid. We're going to talk a little monosicilic acid and silica. Time out. Time alchemist is what you said? I believe so. Alchemist Dude, out. My kid last night before she went to, went, goes to bed goes, what's an alchemist? What is alchemy? 
That's what is an alchemist? Hey, I just learned it. Alchemy is traditionally like trying to turn lead into gold. Well, they believe in four things. You can make everything with earth, fire, water, and shit. I can't remember the last one, man. Earth, wind, and fire. (laughs) There you go. That'd be a cool (laughs) band name, man. That'd be a cool band name. It was something else, man. But those four things would, uh, (laughs) <laughs> what you can make anything with, which kind of makes sense, right? Earth is rocks. Yeah, you think you about it. Anything and then, out of the rocks. And then in the Middle Ages, they were trying to turn lead into gold, and it just never worked, and everyone got lead poisoning. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they tried, though, you know? We learned that lead was poison, at least. <laughs> also have a uh, Hope I Didn't Fuck Up by Dude Trying to Grow, 89. Little training tips here. And then Autos with Photos in the same grow. Should I Switch Slice <laughs> to 1212 by Dab Lion? Is a good one. Made me think, all right? That's always dangerous. <laughs> before we hop in, you're going to join the DGC guys before we get into the show. You guys make the show. You make the show happen. Coming at you. Try to come at you almost five days a week, every week, uh, and get the great growing for out there and get prohibition falling down. Dogrows.com forward slash support. So we can join to support the show at $10 a week, $10 a month, excuse me. Right away, you're going to get benefits. Free seeds from Seeds Here Now for new members. Access to the DGC members page where all the coupon codes are listed. You can also order your DGC goodie bag there, which is your sticker pack. Uh, 30% off real growers recharge. Access to the DGC Discord server, which is building. I just had a little little call with Soup last night. Soup the gardener. He's like, dude, we're figuring out a lot more functionality with uh, Discord. He's like, we're just doing video and audio, and me and uh, Coach Steve are helping somebody out in their grow. So... It's really cool to hear community building over there. Um, that so well. That's what it's about, man. I got to jump in and say that yeah. DGC, oh, you know, what the, the patrons and, and what the DGC allow us to do is just to continue to grow this. I mean, we we started this thinking we knew about growing and then we learned so what it's been six years we've been learning and it's a joy. We've been learning from from the community. So it, it's amazing. We keep it going. Jeez, we do have a few people on staff because we're trying, you know, it takes people to keep it growing. So uh, patrons, I really do appreciate the support there. Unfortunately, good weed makes the world go around. Being so- listener supported has been such a better way to grow this show and the DDC than being fully ad sponsor supported which yes we do have a few great sponsors but man i love being listener supported it makes everything so much more fun and less corporate so we don't have to wear the pink shirts right and i'm thinking of one of our supporters is christian from grower scrognet shout out to him because he hit me up yesterday having a recharge question and i'm like this guy's full on dgc before his grower scrognet he was a guy smoking joints with us at the first dgc cup uh these guys are awesome the community is growing the industry is growing and Man, I'm just I'm just psyched to see what we, the royal we, have built, um, <laughs> like the DGC we. See the benefits, dogrows.com forward slash support. Uh, and the grower hookup for April will be announced soon as well. We finished our last grower hookup was, hook was the Take and Bake Soil Building Kit. But when you're signed into Patreon, guys, supporting the show, you'll see the post go up at the top, getting together a good goodie bag for, we got 420 coming up. Which does make me kind of sad because, damn, as soon as we can have some events, homies, we're going to be having some events and DGC meetups, man. I'll go over. I'll go a few different places in the nation. Let's do this. So uh, I really miss hanging out with the crew and being able to, you know, have a good event and a lot of token. Can you pass joints through a respirator and still get high? (laughs) Just (laughs) filters out the bad stuff, okay? You just see one of those blue ones with all different brown, like, circles on the outside of it. 
bro, my wife will, she's into the vape and she'll vape in the rest, you know, in the mask. And then of course nobody uses new masks anyway. So going into a restaurant or something like that, you grab a mask to run in or you're going into a store and it's got like vape juice, whatever it is, exhale on it. If you don't vape that stuff, <laughs> it's, it smells good for a second, you know? And then you're like, hmm. yeah, so it's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Let's get into the show. Let's use growing some dank. Let's get, let's get high. Is that your first token of the day today? It is, man. Guru came in and we were in meetings or we had some, just some production meeting, actually some recharge production meetings. And I was shot out of a fucking cannon, like tanked two, two cups of espresso and was just going <laughs> off. And uh, I think everyone, it took me till I rolled this joint and I was like, can we do the show? Can we do the show already? Uh, yeah, I figured out I hadn't smoked yet. So. <laughs> All right. I will even out nicely the caffeine and the cannabis. Like to dance together, my friend. Sure All right, this do. is Platinum OG Cross with Punch Breath from Tarantula Genetics, posted by Terps Intact. Here's a few pics of Platinum OG Cross with Punch Breath from Tarantula Genetics here in Michigan. Not much else to say, but these buds looked great. I love the flower yeah. structure um, and just beauty, a little purple in there. And these are... Uh, man, I'm going to give these quads as well. I'm doing the quads, dude. See, that's all we're seeing here <laughs> Like I What's said, that? quads is when you just look at the bag and if they said they're $100 quarters and you say, how many of them do you have? My question for you guys, is there anything that is actually quads anymore by that definition? South Florida quads, absolutely. People pay fucking $125. You know, I meant like for you personally. Yeah, I'm loving like, it in her eyes, man. I mean, she doesn't charge me, but uh, the, what she brings <laughs> over is, yeah, is quads. That's 100 bucks. I would Who agree with that. Who gives a shit, you know? That's, if you bring that to South Florida. Oh, by the way, those are just gifts, by the way, just to be clear. Be clear, my friend. Be clear. Uh, <laughs> this is beautiful nugs here, guys. Get your own dank nugs up. Dank nug contest still going on. We just sent out our first uh, winner pack to Mrs. McTokerson. Congrats, get a DGC hat, pounder recharge, and some Irie genetics. Um, anybody can enter and your dank nugs. You can go vote, go vote right on the homepage. Click on dank nugs and click on vote on the current dank nug contest and help your, your favorite bud win. Maybe yours will be selected and put in there. And by the way, those dank nug winner shirts, that, that's definitely an excellent idea. I was talking to our social media person about that. I have no idea what she wants to be called. We have to, we have to ask. We'll have to we'll have to figure out a time. We'll have a meeting about it. So yeah, I mean you cool. can't just come in with something plain Jane when you got well. Warehouse Kyle's not too good, you know, but it works. Bruce Banner, you know, Grow Guru. It can't just be like uh, Max Potency. <laughs> the only one you didn't like is one I came up with, dude. That's who he is. He's Warehouse Kyle, man. He's in the warehouse over there. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> All right. Uh, question. Question one. Alchemist Stout MSA by BioBiz WizKid. All right. This says, hey, DDC, my buddy gave me a brand new bottle of Alchemist Stout MSA. I'm running BioBiz, which looks to be a monosacillic acid, guys. I'm running BioBiz's full line with Botanicare CalMag because I run RO Water. So well, let's hit that real quick. RO Water doesn't have really anything in it. So he's adding more of a supplemental CalMag. Um now what is this? He's adding CalMag. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. I, he he runs my weed. he runs BioBiz, the full line of BioBiz, and then adds CalMag uh, to his water because okay. he has RO and then makes RO sense. strips everything out. That makes sense. And now this okay. is silica. What is, this is H4SiO4. What is that? That's, That's monosilicic acid. 
Okay, so that is, and just so we know, man, I was used to the old school stuff. Five mils per gallon is potassium silicate. That is a little bit of silica and a lot of potassium. Like by weight, well, in a silicate is not silica. Silicate is SO4 minus, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, so it, it's, it has other things in there. It's not just silica and potassium. Uh, like there's a H4SIO4 on this one. Right. So there's other things. By weight, this monosilicic acid is actually much more pure silica than uh, potassium silicate is going to be. And it's much further down uh, like biological pathway that either the soil would have to digest the potassium silicate to make monosilicic acid so it right. can be available to the plant. Right. Or it has to take uh, time for that to happen. So this is kind of skipping that step. And so, getting it to a much more plant-available type of silica. And just FYI, um, this is, what's the one we know? Silicium. Uh, shout out to Jaron. He's fucking an awesome friend of the show. But he was explaining it to me as well. And you literally use, he gave me a bottle of it. I'm using monosicilic acid right now. I do always put it in first just because of the voodoo I learned. You actually always had to put potassium silicate in first because it would grab on to other things. And it would make like some kind of fucking film or something. So like uh, in science. Like the periodic table of elements, the way stuff is arranged is really important. Uh, carbon and silica are both in the same column. Um, so they react really similarly with different things and they have four bond sites. It's the most reactive uh, like column in uh, the periodic table of elements. So silica likes to bond to other things like readily. And if you have like concentrated silica going into something that has uh, like ions in it yep. of, of some kind – stuff is going to fall out of solution and precipitate out and you're not going to ever have available silica from that. And that's why you always mix your silica first. So it's going into pure water. There's nothing in there for it to react and precipitate with. It dilutes. And then when you add your nutrients into that diluted water, it's much less likely that there's going to be any type of precipitate that's going to form. So in all fairness, hang on, I just wanted because we're just giving an overview of the potassium, the different silicas. That potassium silicate, I use five mils per gallon. The monosicilic acid, I use 0.5, a half of mil per gallon. So it's literally 10 times stronger, which is, I don't know, 10 times more silica anyhow. Pretty cool. When the silica raises pH, potassium silicate, right? That'll bring your pH up in your solution. Yes. So then he's the grower here is worried. He says, I was worried about it lowering my pH too much as far as the monosicilic and having to add potassium bicarbonate to raise my pH back up. Um, at those low ratios that shouldn't, I mean, you said a half mil per gallon, right? And, yeah, check uh, that out. I would try mono, that first before you... Monosilicic acid is a very weak acid. Uh, it's not going to, like, drastically change your pH swings either way. In okay. just pure RO water, yeah, it will because there's nothing in there that buffers anything at all. But get it in solution, mix up your nutrients, and then just treat it how you would uh, treat, like, normally mixing up uh, a nutrient reservoir. Just make what sure, a- above all things... The silica goes in, whatever type of silica it is, orthosilicic, monosilicic, right. uh, potassium <laughs> silicate, anything. Mix it first and then mix your nutrients in with it. Um, okay, so then he's it, good to put in his uh, full line of BioBiz because it's so diluted out at that point. You're not going to have any interactions and or any bio, reactions. BioBiz specifically where that's like plant ferments and stuff, even less of a chance of there being uh, like re- reactions what, with that. And what do you think about this? I used to get silica rock. Um, it's kind of like, I think, a chalky white rock, if I remember. 
and I would top dress my plants with it. And I was like, shit, maybe this is just like, you know how I like to top dress shit. Like, is that beneficial? Is that getting it? It's a- beneficial in a, a couple, of, in a couple of years. It's got to break <laughs> yeah. down. This is, this uh, monosilicic acid is breaking, is uh, skipping that whole step and making it to where this is plant available like as is right now. It doesn't need to be broken down anymore. Hmm. Um, and thinking. that's, that's not- what makes these... Uh, a lot better in like a further progression of technology from like the potassium silicates and stuff out there. If I'm a plant, do I care which one I'm getting? I, I get the dosage differences. Monosilic or potassium silica? It's uh, how hard well, you got to work to get it, man. That's if what that I'm potassium, saying. If that silica <clears throat> molecule, <clears throat> excuse me, is tied up in a whole bunch of other, you know, potassium and all this stuff, and you, it's, it's hard to get it, or you have to get okay. it with other nutrients. It's so much easier than just getting 100% pure silica delivered right to you. I dig, I dig. Uh, sounds like I, if I, which I'm not running any now, I should get some monosicilic acid. Maybe help me out a little bit on this and one. It's silicic, monosilicic. Okay, that makes. Give sense. me the quick. Uh, before we go, what are the quick benefits? I mean, are we having uh, a stronger plan, a tougher leaf? Like we're thickening up yep. leaf service? Uh, not just that. Like uh, you are thickening up leaf cell walls. Uh, silica is important as a building block for parts of the plant's immune system. It just – and uh, just overall vigor and malleability of the plant so that it, it's breaking <laughs> point. Like if you're bending something over, yep. its breaking point will be a lot further than uh, if you weren't using it. it would snap normally or uh, like – concave on itself if you have if you're using silica it's like everything's jello yeah i'll give you an analogy from costa rica trip man i tried to eat a steak there and uh i just kept chewing and chewing and chewing and nothing was happening because like the meat's so different there it's so lean like i was like i think i have to i don't know there's it was very difficult to just eat one bite because of how just lean it was and just my point is if a bug does that because there's so much goddamn silica in you know in the plant where he's just chewing he's like this sucks you know that's kind of that's kind of the what, analogy i get in my head they go on what about the flowering i've heard some claims i don't remember people are like dude in flowering when i use them you know the monosicilic right monosicilic the mon- well, silicic okay silicic silicic yes sir is there a flowering benefit specifically guru um i mean in terms of anything yeah having thicker cell walls in the plant uh i don't not necessarily like in terpene and cannabinoid concentrations of the plant. Is it going to have any benefits? Just in overall plant <laughs> health. Um, and then when you thicken up the cell walls of everything around the plant, like that is going to add some mass to gotcha. that. Not necessarily the mass that uh, we as uh, flower farmers are after, but uh, it, it does make a, a more resilient, uh, robust plant. I used to dig using that potassium silicate, man. I did. Got some good comments here. Good comments. Timmer. T-I-M-M-E-R on YouTube. How do you fix an overwater plant and flower? Wait, and then water. I mean, so don't make me say put some recharge on it when it's time to water it again, but. That's I, de- I definitely would put some recharge on it when it's time to water again, just as uh, the bioprotect, not even like a nutrition thing, but the bioprotectant feature, just putting the no vacancy sign up for any type of Pythium or Phypothera, which like when something has been overwatered, when it gets dry again, that's when you're going to have those problems. Have you ever seen anybody, like, literally, I guess the answer is probably yes. It's hard to just straight kill a plant, right? You realize you've made a mistake when you open water. 
<clears throat> it's the, so easy to kill a plant. What if you you love it to death? You overwater it and you're like, oh my God, it looks like shit. I don't know but, about you guys. I have never had a cannabis plant that lives like longer than four months. So <laughs> <laughs> I've, killed, I've killed them all. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I see what you're doing. No, but seriously, if you mistakenly, and especially it happens to new growers, you go and buy the bottle from the store, you're all excited, and then your plants look like shit because you water them every day because you're so excited, you go back to the store and buy another bottle. You water that shit in, it doesn't work, or like, and then your plant dies. I've hooked people up with seeds before and nutrients and given it to them and didn't give them like any real direction, and they just watered straight out of the nutrient bottle onto the plant and killed, <laughs> killed everything. So like, there are ways for people to kill plants without like proper direction. Oh, I got a couple tips though here. You could, you could depending on if you're in your nursery pot. I mean that'll help, but get a fan. If you can get a fan on your top, if you're not, if you're not in, I mean nursery pot, sorry, a cloth pot, get a fan on it. Bring your grow room temps up if you can, if they're too low. You know, get hey, that plant going. Yeah, can and, I jump in with that? The what? grow room temps, the grow room temps, man. That's the trick right there. That's beautiful. Uh, it happened to me last night. What the fuck's my pulse monitor, man? I walked in and uh, Rowdy Rick was working in there. He had the heat on instead of it on auto. It was up to 84 degrees in there. I, when I walked into the grow, look at my glasses steamed up. And I was like, oh shit, what the fuck's going on? Dude, it was 84 and all the fucking moisture had evaporated out of those out of those plants. I had to go mix. It sucked. It was like one in the morning. I was just like hanging out in the bakery. Was oh yeah, no humidity? And go. Yeah, every day did all that about all that water came up from the plants. I had no other source of water in there. So yeah, I had to go and mix nutrients and fucking water and that's the temperature really you fun. want in there, right? My room go, yeah, right. That's the right temperature for vegetative growth. Under eighty four, you may be eighty four is too fucking hot, man. It's too hot for me oh, for my girl. My whole last cycle between eighty four to eighty six, and yeah. No, there you go. There. Go for it. I just scared, dude. You know what loves growing in eighty four to eighty six is bugs. And I mean that eighty four degrees in and of itself, not an issue without uh, humidity control. Um, it can start to become an issue. And the main thing is never let your grow room get hot when your plants need to be watered because uh, those plants are they're pretty resilient, especially in veg, can handle really high temperatures as long as they uh, can keep their turgidity and they are watered underneath. If they start to – they can wilt really quickly if it's hot and they don't have water. Just so people know uh, that don't know my growth setup, I mean, I'm reaching 84. 86 was probably on the higher end. 84, 85, perfect. I'm hitting my VPD. I'm, my environment is completely controlled. And my well, plants are. That's the math, bro, right there. So that's where I am at, where I'm at. And we do as growers, if you want the most performance out of your plants, you should run higher temperatures under the newer white LED spectrums. And you have new HLGs hanging. So you got, you're just, yeah, bring it up. What are you going to grow at then? 81, 80? Yeah, I'm comfortable there, and it might be a hempy thing. Maybe I'll have to look at it because what happens with the hempies is you've got those big, basically top of five gallon bus buckets exposed, and it's just a constant wick. So they wick a lot of moisture into the air. So I might have to experiment maybe with lids. I don't know. Right Could on. Be. You let me know reflective in the future mulch. and what's going. Reflective mulch, bro. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, another comment here from unknown sixty nine gaming. All right, get the says get the micro. He's talking about UV. We talked about UV light just the other day. He says get the micro UVB micro is M I G R O uh, UVB three ten T eight light. It's cheap and it works 
a treat in a four by four. Just used it in my last run. And wow, I've never but I've never had bud that smiles this strong. I like it. Smells. And so tasty and super high. The light is 75% UVB, 25% UVA, and only used for the last three weeks for one to two hours a day. That's Interesting. pretty chill, man. So UVBs are kind of like the suntan lights from back in the day? It is those suntan lights uh, where it's uh, like the UVB is what uh, you, you would tan from. Yeah, I said um, the B stands for burn if I'm making a UV for myself. UV burn, UVC is UV stands cancer. For cancer. Uh, UVA <laughs> is the one that's actually going to be most utilized by the plant. All right. um, it will utilize both UVA and UVB. To some extent, UVC is not good for just about any uh, living organism. Hey, what's up? UV, UVC is those, they have those clean lights that use UVC to clean. That's because they're trying to kill living organisms. With Interesting. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. It's using it to do that job oh but, uh, but a little uvb it does make sense i've i've heard from a lot of of not heard i've seen a lot of dank bud and it has uv uvb light well yeah and you just want to be careful with it because it's the same as with people where like you could go to a tanning bed i'm i don't know really how long you go in a tanning you bed go for, like for 15 minutes 15 or, or no, 30 30 minutes you, or whatever um to get a point that you that you tan but you don't burn um, same concept with the plants. You don't want them to get sunburn, which is a possibility for them. It happens with the overexposure to UVB, uh, but running it like one to two hours a day, you're not going to reach that point, and it can have some uh, beneficial effects in terms of like cannabinoid and terpene and secondary metabolite production in the plants. Only Panic. one way to find out. I'm going to get me some for this next grow, I think. Um, Solar Cure was another one I found. It's uh, S-O-L-A Cure. Uh, that have been pretty popular and some testimonials about them from growers using them. So interesting shit. We still talking about silica, man? What's that? I said, are we still talking about silica? Yes. Still talking about, (laughs) how's the first high of the day? I'm feeling pretty groovy here. Yo, I'm smoking out of the seashell. I mean, I had to do it. You know, this is, uh, I was at the beach and this guy was like, oh, I got a pipe. Don't worry about it. And he just grabs one of these and he's like, Perfect, perfect. Yeah, you sort of burn your face. It's almost like you're loco now, Scotty. Yeah, man, I'm like going loco. Another girl question. Hope I didn't fuck up by dude trying to grow 89. It says, uh, what's up, dude and Mr. Real? First time grower. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I don't know if 89 is the year he graduated high school, like me, or that's the year he was born. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, First time grower started y'all's podcast from the beginning a few weeks ago and only at episode 59. Damn. Don't do that, man. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) If anything, like get the most recent ones and then like work back like when you have free time or in between them. Yeah. But like start with the most recent ones, most recent up-to-date information that you could be getting. Yeah. I've learned a lot with the DGC since episode 59. Wait, uh, I'm growing four strain. That's probably episode 59. We're telling them how shitty LEDs are. <laughs> <laughs> they were shitty back in the day. All right. True, true. All right. I'm growing four strains, feminized seeds in soil in a tent grow, grew them in veg for 70 days, then switched to flower 18 days ago. We've been doing great in the stretch and in the stretch. Three have already plenty of bud sites and growing strong while two are still stretching like crazy. That can find you guys can see stretch can go for at least some two weeks for sure. Your first two weeks of bloom, 
can go the whole time. I haven't planned to stretch the whole first 30 days. They're still, um, this is last night I pinched and bent them over. So the whole canopy matched. And now I'm thinking about that. I feel like I might've screwed myself because I stressed the shit out of the plants while in flower. Mm. I'll have to repair all those bends instead of putting that energy into bud making. Did I potentially just screw myself or what? What's that? Those are pretty on in flower, early on in flower. He's fine. And 18 days in, you're still yeah. fine. I agree. I've done this too late in flower where I'm past 30 days in and I'm week five. And I'm like, Ooh, wait, it didn't. It's like I said, it did repair itself, but that's too, it was too far in. He's got the right idea. You're stealing energy from the flowers. I think where the plant takes energy to heal those. And it's amazing. I mean, done like the complete bend where you just snap the fucker yeah. like oh shit and it's literally hanging by like a string and taping that back together or yeah. using twisty tie supports if you go too far to hang one up but usually in a couple light cycles they heal up really well and then the was it the sunday driver in the greenhouse this past summer in the back corner that had like the one giant cola yeah that i've been over and might have been it too far that was his experiment he was (laughs) like dude i know what i'm doing i got this and then he broke the fuck out of it It was like it's it's all good i mean in my defense (laughs) i was also out there squeezing a stem that was like this big around all good with pliers up and down it to try and lay it over it didn't work it had to happen it either had to get cut off or laid down by no means negative kind of Notation. What I mean is, we're like, oh fuck, man, and it actually came back. That was amazing. I'm wondering. I'm looking at this first picture where he's got these strips. These strips hanging down. They look like fly tape. Fly tape. But I've also seen these strips have, I believe, some type of either um, air, like I don't know what I call it, airborne insect. No, I've seen some of them. I think put like an insecticide, like where they smell. Kind of funny they just be careful what the active ingredient if those have any type of pesticide or like insecticide scent in them i wouldn't want those hanging above my flowers if it's the some. hot shot ones they do um and that's probably and that's, yeah that's like the main reason to either on amazon or your local hydro store or anywhere getting actual uh, uh like sticky cards for, for your pots you got them man blue ones for thrips uh, the uh, yellow ones for white fly or white flies and spider mites i might be too high dude <laughs> no worries i got you <laughs> that was so weird as you were holding that card up and i just looked to my right there was a little there was a little bug a little gnat flying by and i did just bring in a cannabis plant from the grove for the effect you know for street cred that's so, so interesting yeah man you throw me a pack of those Pulling right. cannabis plants out of the grow room is like risky. It's like smoking <laughs> just, a joint in, a, at a, in 2020, you know? It's risky. Just uh, again, yeah, make sure those that's just the brand, I think, of those grew hot shots. And I think what's in those you don't want in your cannabis garden. Yep. Um, thanks for the comments, man. All day, every day. Blue Kiss Gardens, what's up? Look at Lundgren. Lundgren. Uh, Stone Root, Cosgrove 618, Just Coolin', Ranger Dan 35, and Rasufa. Great DGC community. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Bruce Banner told me I need to sit sit down and watch Rocky again. And I was like, do I? We could, uh, I could give a quick shout out. You mentioned earlier, Grower Scrognet, since we were just talking about doing that training, instead (laughs) of doing aggressive high, I call call it high stress training when you're bending stems over where you get Mm -hmm. a little bit of the crack even. You can weave them through a, a scrog net. Check out growerscrognets.com, I believe. We've been code do to help you out. Yes, sir. Uh, it's time to shout out to a little uh, little recharge love here, but we have a great post from Casper420. Actually, 
out on the island, as we say here, out on out Vancouver Island. But he's like, dude, I actually talked to him on the phone. He's like, I just uh, got some recharge and I put it, you know, mixed it up with my before and after with my worm tea that he makes his own worm, like kind of, you don't call worm a compost tea. It's more just a straight worm casting tea. I would, I would still call that a compost tea. Yeah, because the worm castings are worm compost, basically. Compost. Oh, compost. Fair enough. He's like, check it out, dude. Here's a before and an after under the microscope of the first one we're looking at is before. And this is just his worm casting tea. You can see some bennies in there, a little bit of... uh, a little bit of the guys crawling around, man, they're cool to watch. There's some binnies in there, and but that is like indicative of uh, like the, those are endogenous microorganisms. They are just ones that like actively found in nature everywhere, um, and then they've been propagated in like a bioreactor when you're making compost tea is a good way to describe it. Um, but they're not like targeted, and they're not really able to like they're being selected in a waterborne environment, and we're looking for root born microorganisms not waterborne microorganisms so it's just a little bit different and just different selection pressures that you have on them but if you scroll down and look at the one yeah, that was the, the same compost tea with recharge i kind of always say it man recharge is about dumping a whole bunch of nutrient solubilizing microbes uh into the soil and just letting them go nuts that's why i re reach recharge it once a week because man you're putting so many of them in there not all of them can live but what they do is they eat some nutrient or it sticks to their back they adsorb it and then they die in the soil and they're this slow release for these protozoa and nematodes that actually take them to the uh uh, to the roots and they're like just the soil that's the soil food web that we're talking about at least that's how it works uh in nature that's how it should work and this is just as far as like using recharge with a compost tea if you wanted to uh you don't need to make a compost tea or anything but i'm never going to be the person to say that uh more biological diversity is a bad thing um, but if you're going to mix up your or make your compost teas, make your compost tea how you normally would. And right before you go to water it in, add the recharge so that you're not selecting the recharge in a water environment. You're getting those soil borne microorganisms where they need to be in the soil. But you're also getting the like added benefit of the biological diversity of the worm casting tea without changing it too much. Yeah, but you don't want to over if you just throw recharge in your castings and let it hang out for a little bit. It's going to overpopulate. Man. Oh, 100%. You know, so. Even I wouldn't even mind using your casting separately. I mean, fuck it. A watering with casting tea is great. And then going back and water with recharge and next water. That sounds like a, a prescription for some dank bud, brother. Well, Casper 420 says, I've been, I wanted to read about the author. His interesting growth style. I've been growing since 2018 using an aquaponic system with dual root zone. Nice. And this is just down in, it looks like a basement or bedroom room. It's not some crazy greenhouse stuff. He's making it work like on a level that, you could do it if you got the space. It says in the top of the root zone is the soil where I can boost growth by adding amendments, worm casting tea, and recharge. The top and the water from the fish tank is separated by a piece of burlap. The soil is very close to the water of the aquaponic system, but not touching. So nutrients leak in the aquaponic, keeping the fishes happy. So I want to go visit and check the system out, man. It's pretty dope. So I've never cool. seen it. So I'm, I'm sure y'all know about I'm sure he knows about potent tonics and uh, aquaponics, Steve. But damn, that is such cool stuff there. I'm enamored by that. Uh, if you want to pick yourself up some recharge, realgrowers.com, coupon code DUDE. If you're a Canadian growing the dank, uh, rechargecanada.ca, hit it up. New sizes yes. coming soon, and new sizes on the Canadian side, eh? You know, uh-huh. I got to watch how I'm talking here. <laughs> 
It's all good. Thank you all so much for the support on Recharge. I was thinking about that, man. Can I use the word blessed, man? How blessed I am to have run into that good product. And man, it's been good for us, Guru. Thank you, did you see? You can use whatever word you'd like, Scotty. If you want yes. to be blessed to buy the recharge, you can be. I don't know, man. I don't know. I must have had some good karma in my life before, okay? Uh, another Grow Talk question. This is autos, photos, autos with photos. Should I switch the lights to 1212? All right. So by Dab Lion. Hello. Nice. New to the site. Loving the channel and all the great info. Right on. I have six photos in my grow shed along with four autos. The autos are looking nice and are about two or three weeks from harvest. I'm in Phoenix and my grow shed is outside. So temps will be rising over the next two or three months and then it's full blown hot. Like I assume we probably can't even grow when when it's full blown hot. Man, growing in the middle of the summer is tough. I tried to put some bushes in the middle of the summer last year, trying to keep anything alive. You're just sucking up water, man. So in Phoenix, he's got two or three months. So I was wondering, should I switch the lights? Right now they're on 20 and off four. So a heavy veg cycle are on for 20 hours of the day. What, and, what they're and on that's, currently. That's, but that's for the autos. The autos yeah. can require even 24 hours a day. You know, you can use as much, they'll use as much light as you want. I would do autos just under 18 if I could. Otherwise, I don't want to get into the DLI, but we probably will a little bit. So, so he's saying, should I switch to 1212 now so I can get my photos going? Uh, worried, or would this affect the auto's overall quality, THC, density, et cetera? So there's another question on this, but let's address that first. I mean, I don't like to grow in the heat, like you just said. If this means that you got to take, if the end of your autos, I mean, sorry, photo session um, is going to be in the hot oh, heat of the summer, I'd rather you go to 1212 now, in my opinion, and your autos will still finish fine. You're definitely going to lose a little bit of, I mean, they're going to still grow great bud, but they won't probably won't grow as big. Hey, uh, I, it's like I being just, able to afford to send one child to college. So you got to pick which one it's going to be. Uh, I would pick the photo period one. It's going to more than likely be uh, the better plants for you. Uh, so uh, I would take these autoflowers as like, cool, I can still get some dank with these. It's not going to be as optimal as it possibly could, yeah. but it will be for my photo periods that are going to be like the main thing. And you can treat the autos as like, awesome. I got some bud in between my harvest for my photo or uh, while I waited for my harvest for my photo period plants. But dude, you said something very interesting. You said DLI and you know, Guru has taught us that it really doesn't matter. There's only a certain amount of uh, light that the plant wants or, or can use before it's, it starts becoming. That's why I think leaving your lights on 24 hours a day for an auto is like just pointless. Like you're just well, doesn't it matter how much light you ha- that you're giving it. I mean, 24 hours daily light integral. And what is that? That's in a day it, daily. It, it, it matters what those lights are too. Like right. it, it, it is a mathematic equation that like you have to have some, some knowns to be able to figure out. But, but well, could could they get enough light? The autoflowers get enough light in twelve hours a day, like under my grow with four HLG three hundreds. They uh, might they might hit it in your grow. Yeah, they they probably could hit that in twelve hours of that. Uh, it it just kind of it really depends on how much light you are actually able to give them. Right. Um, More but, light over the autos. But realistically, if if it's not uh, like possibility to just flood them with light like that for twelve hours. Um, 
I would go ahead and flip to 12-12, make sure that you get a good harvest out of the auto flower or out of the photo periods, and then take whatever harvest you get, and you will still get one. Auto flowers will grow under 12 hours of light. It's just not optimum for them. Um, and I would rather this grow be optimum for the photo period plants and not for the auto flowers, because the auto flowers are gonna be able to handle pretty much whatever you throw at them. Uh, so as far as DLI goes, there's a couple different ways you can get a higher DLI. You can give them light for more periods of time, or like Scott's saying, you can give them more light in a shorter period of time. Right. And it comes out pretty much equivalent for the same thing. Um, with the autos, I don't know if you will be able to give it the full DLI at once in 12 hours without having any detrimental effects, which can happen when you, you sure, get too much light, light, light toxicity is a thing. Yep. So it's not like a full on, you can do it however far, which way you want to. Sure. Um, but realistically, like I'm, I would really just recommend go ahead and flipping the flower, make sure you get a good harvest out of the photo period plants Yes. and then get your harvest out of your auto flowers. And like, that's awesome. You got to harvest yep. out of a veg period when, for your photo period plants, like yeah. that's, that's really cool. So I would just treat that as that. And not try and uh, optimize for that, optimize for the photo periods. But in theory, if you could, you know, fit another light, afford another light, whatever, putting another light over those autos to increase the DLI. Yeah, in those 12 hours, daily light integral, the amount of light they need. Just make sure it's not too much. We've seen that too, you know. <clears throat> yes. Only if you need it. Only if you got like, yeah. Yes. This is me knowing about a paragraph about the problem, so. There is a part two question here. It says, I've been using Mycos and Great White for a while, but love your recharge. Would it be okay to switch my feeding program now for my photos or wait for my next grow? And does recharge and Mycos work the same? Keep up the great work. Stay lifted, dab, lion. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, those are cool. I am down with anybody that promotes microbes. Mycos, I believe, is a straight-up mycorrhizae, and their theory is you load it in the soil. As the roots grow and hit those little mycorrhizae particles, they get uh, inoculated. For in recharge, we have mycorrhizae, but we just use water as a carrier, so it instantly makes contact with the soil. That's why I like to soak my seeds in it. Not soak my seeds, but just wet my seeds in it. Bioprime. Yeah, because what happens is it's already all over that seed. You know, even if the they're... Uh, Anyway, as soon as the root pops out, it gets mycorrhizae. So I'm a huge fan of mycorrhizae. I do have that in recharge and great white. Uh, that's been around a long time before recharges. It's still way popular. Um, it's bacteria. It's uh, somebody else's formulation of bacteria and mycorrhizae. Uh, I love recharge. What can I say? <laughs> well, there's, there's a like th those ones are just microbe products. Recharge encompasses a lot more. Like you can think of it more like an instant compost tea, where it's all those targeted, uh, like agronomically proven microbes that are in there, along with the humic and fulvic acids, the full range of L amino acids. Kelp is a carrier, and for the phytohormones that it contains, and molasses is a food stock for everything. So it, it realistically like eliminates a lot of different bottles. Yeah, that people being politically correct, back in whatever it was, 2011, 2012, I knew about some of these microbes from Florida, and when I came up and saw that mycorrhizae was on the shelf as individually, and then I saw the price of some of the micro products, and even like in how the I will 
throw advanced under the bus. They uh, separated everything and they made everything super expensive and had to buy a kelp and a humic and a fulvic and a bacteria pack and a mycorrhizae fungi, you know, and it was kind of, it, it was an easy idea to just put them all together and give people a bit more value. And yeah. So anyway, I am a fan of recharge. It is not a problem. I feel like it's a recharge commercial. It's not a problem to switch though. It really isn't. No worries. Just keeping it real, man. Uh, like, make the picture here. These plants. Uh, sorry, I got distracted by those. They're outside as well. Before we get into our grows, which, yes, I have, I'm tempted to set up more of a grow to get into. I'll let you know. But with pros list first here, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. It's where you can find all the coupon codes listed out. Most of them are dude. Pretty easy. But today, seedsherenow.com. Hook it up, man. Great sponsor of the show. More than just a sponsor. Friend of the show, James Bean. Uh, awesome guy in the industry. Representing. Yep. I was people yep. want a lot more growers coming on board. I just got a call from a buddy in Missouri the other day. Where can I get some good seeds? If you want some good seeds, easiernow.com has got great selection. A guarantee. Coupon code DUDE10 will hook you up. And ships worldwide, baby. Hey, and there's yeah. a big announcement we haven't highlighted or talked about recently. If you are a U.S. customer in the United States looking for cannabis seeds, you can now pay on Seeds Here Now with Visa, MasterCard, or Discover Card. Wow. Which is huge. No more money are orders, sure? any of that. I am looking at it on their homepage right now. Yes. You can, they accept Visa, MasterCard, and Discover for U.S. online orders. I'm telling you, you can't man. do it over the phone, but online, they got you. Big business is opening up to cannabis. There's just mm. two, whether it's, you know, New York, we talked about yesterday. Uh, by the way, the city government is big business. But the U.S. Are, online orders only. Just yes. don't get too excited if you're in another country. But that is sweet, and man. It is, it is a little tough for some people to understand that it's like, man, I got to. I got to go get a money order? Like, what fucking year is this, dude? <laughs> like, yeah. Cannabis discrimination in 2020, they discriminate the fuck against you. A bank, it's fed, bank is federally regulated, so they can't participate in federally illegal, uh, you know, Except for it's not, it's not under the hemp bill or the, the Farm Act. It's just they don't want to because they – banks are all about risk and risk assessments and stuff. Right. And they see it as like risky. And it's just not fair that they're treating cannabis that way. And especially when it's like uh, these are souvenirs. These are hemp. Technically, there is – they're under no 0.3% THC. THC. There is mm -hmm. none in there actually. Uh, so it is hemp like by law. So it really it, – it should be something. They should be able to have credit card processing and shouldn't have had to do money orders and stuff. But I'm glad they got it figured out and they can start taking people's money. Hey, you know what's fucked up is for most people, they are souvenirs because most people just buy a shitload of seeds and just keep them around for years and show them, hey, look, I got a original Bubba Kush, man. I've got a friend in Virginia that right. like, uh, likes growing weed, but he is way more into collecting, collecting seeds, seeds at this yeah. point. He's like a, two years into his growing career. Right. He's way more into collecting seeds than he is like actually growing out the seeds that he collects. Which are kind of like souvenirs of an artist. Yep. You know, it's, I mean, it's how long are you keeping them? Right. I mean, we got good viability. We've seen seeds pop after 20 years for sure. But when you spend good money on a pack, I usually yeah. want to pop them within a couple of years. My kid is uh, doing on her botany class. She's supposed to bring <laughs> seeds and pop them. By the way, of course, I couldn't find any seed, but the weed seeds. So I, I gave her <laughs> an apple. Please. 
Yep. Give her a nap. Tell her. All right. I say, hey, give, give this to your teacher. Tell her there's uh, seeds inside this beautiful natural packaging. But I was, you know, thinking that the fresher the seeds are, the easier they propagate. I have noticed that when you keep seeds in, you know, a, a bin under, you know, in a drawer for years, they don't propagate nearly as reliably as some fresh Rasta Jeff seeds or whatever, just some fresh seeds that you just got from the breeder. Yeah, I would say I do need to up my stash a little. I have some I haven't used. I feel like I just need to share some more seeds. But you do feel like you want to have enough just in case you can't get any more. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A cool, <laughs> uh, cool temperatures when we went to the seed bank. Uh, they were they were what liquid nitrogen. They really like preserve them. But the higher the temperatures, the more degradation that happens. So yeah, cool dry place. Dry though, yeah. Cool dark dry place. Yep. Right on. Oh, if you want to learn more about Seeds Here Now and James Bean, <clears throat> excuse me, just Google James Bean Dude Grows. Been on the show a few times. Always great grass with great insight into the industry and growing. Okay, so grows. What's going on in your grow? Is it uh, about ready to be? No, you still got some stuff to get. You know what? I'm kind of disappointed. I was excited uh, last weekend to put the grow together. I guess it's, uh, I don't know, with COVID, uh, you know, nobody's really going into the grocery stores anymore. It's kind of like, you know, a counter or a lot of, you know, in a lot of places and they have just scaled down. So, so you can't, uh, can you, you can't go into the grocery store? I don't know. At least so with the, my favorite grocery store, I don't think so. Maybe you can now, but it's just a different experience. So um, you're looking over there and you're like, uh, okay, there's no one inch tees or there's no grommets. And man, it has been really hard to source a lot of what this What about stuff. quarter inch, uh, one eighth inch straights? They got those? I need, I need some of those. An eighth inch? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. That, dude, I, I feel you. Wait, when you said, because yeah, the grocery store here that I shop at, mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes they had where like the doors were open, but they used just a flood and drain table, a big tray yeah. uh, to keep you from coming into the store. And you'd be like, what do you need? That was not mandated. They chose to do that. Right. I just had to watch my emotions. It's like, dude, you can't just dislike this store now because they're doing this to each their own. But shopping, the shopping experience at a hydro store, especially in Colorado, some of the big ones that just got so much cool shit. I want to go in there high. I need to walk around for like 20 yes. minutes to make sure I'm not for, oh, I do need that. Or, oh, I just want that. Fuck it. I'm going to upgrade this. Like it was fun. So I, I dig that experience. Yeah, I was at, I was at uh, one of the grocery stores and I went and got cloning shit and then I forgot the cubes. You know, normally you walk around and you see the cubes, right? And you're like, yes. All right, it's in the cloning area. You're like, I need two of those, three of those. Yeah, so even walking by the scalpels, because man, there's nothing like a fresh scalpel that you just unwrapped to cut some clones with for what, two or three bucks, whatever they charge for them. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't think about grabbing one of those unless you were like the kind of guy that made a list or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you for sure. So that has slowed down some of your build, you're saying, but you're, uh, you yes. are planted in the hempy system or you haven't even made the hempy system? No, yet. we haven't, man. I'm dripping water all over the ground right now, which is why I love the damn hempy system so much. You know, yeah, you got, also wouldn't have to worry about running out of water as much when you have the reservoir with the float yep. and you'd be pretty good yep. for extended period. Yeah. I hope I don't have to pull that dehumidifier out though, man. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. So what do you have? What's, what's the ETA here? I'm just, I'm not busting balls. I'm just, you know, building out a full growth. You're not just putting up, you're, you're building it full professionally. It's all, 
it's all done. I just have to find, now it's my time to build the Hempy system. And I was talking about maybe carrying some parts to build the Hempy system, although that sounds like a tremendous pain in the ass. Um, it's hard to find this stuff. I had to chase the buckets. I had, and the buckets were easy to find. Five gallon black buckets you can still get. Everything else, the fittings, uh, the uh, tubs, you know, the reservoir tubs, it was all hard to find. So I'm waiting. Uh, I think I'm supposed to get a, today's, yeah, I think I'm supposed to get uh, my order in today. I got to go to the grocery store and pick it up. But, uh, you know, keep your fingers crossed, okay? I will. I will. So um, by this weekend, I should have everything put together. But, dude, it's not important what's going on with me. <laughs> I did it. What's going on in your grow, dude? And since you're so bottom, I'll keep reminding you, make sure you, you get the good instructional video and you're assembling the, the Hempy system. Yes. As soon as I said get grommets, which are fairly essential, I'll do that. In my grow, I just got a new, I'm needing a transplant and going from one to three gal, that is my GMO. I just transplanted that into seven gal and I'm transplanting my serious seeds, uh, chronic CBDs from one gals to seven gals. Everything's going to go out in my five by five tent. So a lot going on for me. I found a new cool soil though. I was at the store, the hydro store and looking, I was like, okay, they got can of cocoa and they got pro mix HP. And I usually like mixing cocoa and I know canna has got a good cocoa. Um, and then I saw, I was like, man, what do we see what they got that's mixed up? And I found this soil, it's called biosoil, right? And what's in it is other than I don't like the perlite as much is, uh, it's a mix of Canadian here. I got to move my, my image over a little bit here. here Wait, go. why you got against perlite, man? Is it like mined with children or something like that? Or what's going on inside caves? No, that's guano, right? Is there, um, is there just, a political thing about perlite? I don't even know what it no, is. No, I remember when we were growing, like, for example, I think we were taught in, in Canna Cocoa, when, when Chet from Canna, depending on the cocoa, it's like, you don't need, they don't have any perlite. You don't need any perlite in here. Don't yeah, put any perlite in here. I believe Rasta Jeff, who tells me 25% perlite, also. 25%? Okay. Okay. Hey. Well, this one can call my eye because one, it's it's made locally here, like right in British Columbia, actually pretty damn close to where I live. It's got natural Canadian or char, but it's got char plus. That's their name of their biochar, which is made cool. from uh, beetle kill. I have a lot of beetle kill. Hang so, on, that, that does substitute perlite though. Depending on its size, right? There's is more of a powdery mixed in. Biochar can be of a lot of different granule sizes or no? Yeah, it should be like a flake, kind of. Like, yeah, like a flake. Um, yeah, I guess it could be powdered, but not supposed to be a flake because it's hollow inside. It's uh, activated. It's like hollow, and it's like a place for microbes to hang out, but it's a little crystallized structure. It sh I don't think it should be a powder. What, what else are the other? I mean, let's hit biochar quickly because I, that, I like that. I haven't had a mix with biochar in it. You made your own biochar. You even built one of the, uh, what are they called? The retorts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really I mean, cool, man. You put wood, a biochar or charcoal is made by burning wood in the absence of uh, oxygen. So it's it doesn't have enough oxygen to really burn. So it just, I don't know, carbonizes or kind of crystallizes, really. But it makes this structure that is it's actually a really cool way. I guess I used to build a big fire so that wasn't so carbon neutral. But it is uh, taking that carbon and you know keeping it from going in the air back as uh, CO2. Is that right, Guru? As it evaporates, it goes back. I'm high as fuck. But it goes back and see as CO2, right? Yes. 
Anyway, so it's this crystalline carbon, but it gives a home for microbes. At least that's the giant benefit is it lightens up a soil. It aerates it. And shout out to biochar. Now I met those guys. God damn, that's got to be a hard job because biochar is just so light, like a huge bale of biochar. Maybe it would weigh like four or five pounds, but it's so light and airy. And that's how you know it's good because it's got all these spaces for the microbes to grow around. It's got this crazy surface area. Uh, so yes, yeah, it's just really the coral stuff. reef for microbes. The other ingredients will caught my eye. So it's got natural Canadian sphagnum peat and cocoa core. The next two. Now these are listed. I don't think in full um, amounts because biochar is the first one listed. But so then we got a blend of peat and cocoa there. I was like, sweet. I already do that by hand. Perlite aged uh, hummus. Wait, humus. <laughs> excuse me. I'm, I haven't had lunch yet. Sounds um, delicious. Calcium carbonate, dolomite, mycorrhizae, and an all-natural nutrient amender, which when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, what's an all-natural nutrient amender? And I called them up and they said, basically, it's a, it's a, a little bit, it's like a wood blend of, I mean, you're talking about like byproducts of the forest industry, right? And he's like, yeah. So that's the way we've seen that. What do they call it on another brand? Composted um, forest product or forest something. Material. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which I'm fine with if they're going to have. Yeah. Some, I mean, there's so much, so much of that. There's so much wood being cut around where I live. Uh, so it seems, it like seems a good to be like soil. That definitely sounds like a good soil. It feels like a good soil to me. We're trying to figure out so many people up here, which I'm not anti. They're trying to not compete, but say, hey, look what you're going to get when you use this versus just Pro Mix. So many people are still just which uh, bales of pro mix by the truckload. And that's all they grow in is the peat. Right. I really want to encourage growers, mix some cocoa in, man. It makes watering so much better. Um, of course, it might up your labor a little, but man, mixing cocoa and peat, I'm liking, liking all the more these days. Man, I used to do that. And then I just, I would put more and more cocoa in it. And then I just couldn't explain to myself why I was using the peat. You know, the cocoa allows me, because I guess I'm synthetic, so um, I want to water all the time with nutrient. It just drops. It's the terroir. The terroir. Yeah, you might right be word? right. You might be right, brother. I like to have the mix. I do feel, yeah, you're getting something else. You know, that's why I feed synganically, you know, at times. I'm putting different things, insect frass top dressing, or then I'm watering in, uh, um, what's one of my products I like uh, from Green Planet, the uh, Massive, the Massive as a bloom enhancer, you know, so I'm doing a lot of different things, but... Excited to get this uh, five by five. I'm looking at my five by nine tent and I'm like, man, I think you might just have to set that up because then I'd have the two by four, the five by five and the five by nine. Right. And the, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about setting that up and working on just uh, popping more seeds and finding some unique, unique. I'm going to find some unique genetics. What are you laughing at? Because I've spent like, what, six, eight, ten weeks building a, a six by twelve. And then you can just go buy a tent and put up a five by nine in like a day. I'm starting to feel. I dumb. mean, it's there. Once you get it dialed, so I can hit it real quick. I think in my head, as far as I got five by nine tent, two HLG 600 R specs, 50 pound CO2 tank, uh, CO2 um, regulator and sniffer, dehumidifier, a couple fans. I think that's almost it, man. It's And then it, it chugs along pretty damn nicely. You just got to, you know, water it a little bit. Yeah, I know I'm making it sound cool. too easy, but when things are dialed, it chugs along very nicely. And obviously, Man. things don't always stay dialed. 
But I, I went to Costa Rica for, I think it was 12 days. And mm-hmm. I left the guys, the warehouse guys in charge of, of the grow. And I said, look, here's, you know, 12 gallons of new millennium. We, you know, Mike mixed that sauce recipe. I was like, I two, take a two gallon bucket, throw a little bit of recharge in there and water them when they're dry. You know, these guys have some experience. I can't, yeah. these plants are blowing up because they're in this awesome environment. I don't even have CO2 on them now. I just got a shitload of light, a shitload load of good nutrient and probably pretty goddamn close to that vpd and uh when you have the right environment growing you know really strong dank plants is is not that difficult no co2 on them just because they're still you don't have your co2 set up yet and there's enough air exchange people going in and out and all that shit we're doing fine because i always try to buy local and support my local grow stores and i went to the local grow stores and they don't have a co2 burner in stock Man, it's not a common is, item that a lot of people are rocking. I can see that, but they are, they're available. You got it ordered. They're ordered, man. Really, man. I'm spoiled, man. I'm used to going away to grow and picking up, uh, you know, having six of them on the shelf of fucking three or four different sizes, maybe from two different manufacturers. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It's, yeah uh, the the reason I wanted to bring up, I find the soil mix and I was happy with it as well. I don't know where the Canadian uh, peat comes from in it. I mean, Canada. Canada. Well, hang on a second. Canadian peat is the best peat. I mean, we get Florida peat as well when, when we build soils in Florida. Canadian peat is much more expensive and it's regarded as a very high quality peat. Just FYI. Uh, oh, Canada. But it's it's pretty local to this province. I mean, if you're lowering your carbon footprint by not getting bags of soil shipped across the country. Uh, it's nice to know Michigan has some, you know, local people making or local mixes that are made there in Michigan. Um, and yeah, so trying to keep it a little bit more local. I'm actually going to go to the facilities. Like, why don't you come out and check it out? So be pretty cool. Dig it. Hey guru, where's the, where's the soil that we're digging on comes from? Just there is a guy that called us up that loves recharge and put a single use stick pack of recharge on every bag, man. It's Anderson's in Ohio. Let's give him a plug anyhow. I love it. I'll give somebody else a plug and tell me who's slinging some recharge. Where's the local hydro store at? Oh, oh you know, hey, I'm- Four Corners Hydroponics in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Shout out to Sue. Actually, just talked to her today. They're re-upping, and you can get it there. Beat me to it, man. You beat me to it, guru. You're shopping for your grow, dudegrows.com forward slash pros, guys. But with the Adalas, had a good time. Help to grow, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Appreciate it, DGC. I'm going to shout some of these DGC out, man. Yeah, who you got, man? I got the first two here. Hey, Aaron in Michigan. What's up? <laughs> and Clusterfuck Tuesday. Interesting. Damn, what day is it, man? I got this barn and swipe. Donkey Kong Cannabis, how you doing? And KO Grow. I got Tricomb, T-Bone, and Underground Medical. I dig that. Uh, Stogie Joe, how you doing? And K8s. 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 Yeah, you're right. Reminds me tri- of tax season. <laughs> I got Trike Tyson and BLK Eagle 420. It's okay. You can say Black Eagle 420. I have no right. idea. Don't you think he would have made himself Black Eagle? Uh, maybe know. those are his initials, know. dude. <laughs> say what you want. All right, take it easy, guys. Stay higher until next time. We'll be coming at you. All right, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. 
Get away! 